0: And now, time to start the
2: Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show.
1: Hey Bruins fans, welcome back to episode 120 of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We are recording on March 17th, 2019, St. Paddy's Day. Uh, Happy St. Patrick's Day to all who listen out there. Um, uh, Episode 20 is brought to you by Seat Giant. If you are going to a Bruins game or any concert anywhere in in North America, please go to SeatGiant.com or if you're in Canada, go to SeatGiant.ca, use promo code BNGP to save yourself a little money. That's BNGP on SeatGiant.ca in Canada or United States. SeatGiant.com. Uh, welcome back. Uh, we a little hiatus. Uh, I had some internet problems last Sunday, so we were unable to do a show. But um, welcome back, Court. Welcome back, Rob. Glad to have you both back after the the little break, which probably wasn't a bad thing, right?
2: No. The only difference is the difference in the record, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously,
0: and last show would have been like, yeah, it would
2: have been <laughs> it such like, a happy yeah. show, and then, yeah, a bit crazy.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that you both are well, and uh, let's get started with some topics. Just really quick on the on last um, last week's games. Um, I mean, they come off of uh, nine. Ga- I, I'm sorry, a 19-game point streak, which was amazing, and then dropped. Uh, three, uh, notably to Pittsburgh, Columbus, and Winnipeg Jets, but uh, last night come around with a huge uh, two to one overtime win and a little bit of redemption on what happened on Tuesday last week from the Columbus Blue Jackets. So um, I'm still positive on the season. I mean, they're still sitting in second place. They're four behind the Maple Leafs, uh, Toronto. Four in front. Uh, yeah, four four in front. Thank you, sir. And um, I mean, which is good. I mean, you're not catching Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 19 points ahead, and they're the only team in the league that clinched uh, a playoff spot. So, that's, I, I mean, it's got 10 games remaining. That's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, no. but you got to you got to stay in front of Toronto, and because it's very important for that home ice advantage, in my opinion. Uh, thoughts on that?
2: Uh, yeah. The good thing is Toronto lost last night to Ottawa. So, I mean, as long as we keep ahead of them, and then I kind of want someone else to take their spot. But for me, Toronto's still the the boogie team this season. I don't really want to face them in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna to have to agree with Rob. Like the Leafs, uh, they have played. Leafs have let five plus goals in the last four straight games. Their number one goaltender has looked like a bag of crap. Um, Garrett Sparks looked terrible. Their backup goaltender looked terrible. Um, they've looked absolutely horse horse poo out there. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Last year, the Boston Bruins couldn't beat the Leafs in the regular season once. I think we beat them one game, sorry. My apologies. This year, it's the opposite. Yet, I don't know. Toronto media right now is saying that the Leafs can't beat the Bruins. But anything can happen in the playoffs. Yep,
1: yeah, exactly. I it. still
0: think right now the Bruins will beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think this Boston team is, um, you know, considering even though we did lose, just lose three games in a row, they just lost three games in a row, still with no pasta, with no Grizz. They lost a uh, crew to a concussion. Um, this team has just been persevering all year. So Toronto Maple Leafs doesn't show me they have anything. I don't
1: know. Yeah, uh, f- for me personally, uh, I, I respect the Maple Leafs organization and everything, but I o- honestly love hearing the fans being pissed off at a goaltender, and uh, particularly Frederick Anderson. So it just proves to uh, NHL Bruins fans uh, that uh, goaltending problems do happen elsewhere, and and other ones, uh, other organizations' fans they they shit on their goaltender too. So uh, just just a a fact that it happens elsewhere oh, in the NHL. They've
0: been so lucky this year. They have Halak who's a backup who could be a starter on any team. 1A1B. Like it's
1: crazy this it's, year how good yeah. this team is. And they're still second uh, right behind the Islanders who are having a, just an outstanding year in front of them defensively. I'm not saying anything about Anders Lee and 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 Elders on that team that are really, you know, pushing forward without the, you know, the role of John Tavares who went to Toronto. So um, you know, hopefully they'll stay involved in that. I, I like what I'm seeing from both of these goaltenders, and it's hard to find anything wrong with them. I mean, I, I know the three-game stretch that they went through on the road wasn't very good, and it didn't add to the uh, the, the woes of the of the road um, record. So, you know, hopefully something's better than expected. I, I, you know, and especially the upcoming week, it's not it's not something that shouldn't be taken lightly either. No games should be no especially not. So, so,
0: we'll see what happens. It's uh it's very interesting to say the least. You know, the Leafs, I think the Bruins match up better against the Leafs than they do Tampa for obvious reasons. Um the Toronto Maple Leafs are a score 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 team, but they have zero, def- zero defense and now they've lost Dermott and they've lost Gardner. So, they're in a lot of trouble. Their fan base is scared, and they should be. But Can the Boston, the real question is, I think they can get by the Leafs, but can they get by Tampa Bay? This team does feel like, um, I don't know, I hate to use the word team of destiny, but uh, geez, they're playing well. Yeah. They're winning games they need to. Um, The guys are stepping up, and they still don't have pasta. They still don't have so many guys in this lineup. It's crazy.
1: Mm. Uh, The upcoming games, there's three of them this week. Uh, They play the Islanders on Tuesday night. March nineteenth uh they play the New Jersey Devils on the road again on the twenty first that's Thursday and wrap up the week on Saturday on the road in Florida um and then obviously staying in Florida they have the uh Tampa Bay Lightning after that so yeah, and then it I mean this season has just gone by way too freaking fast for me. It just seems like it just started a month ago, but it always happens like that, but um. I still way-
0: think if this team was healthy all year, they would be miles ahead in the standings in the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: Yeah, or, or or competitively close to Tampa Bay, which is leading the whole league right now. Mm. They're really good. I know. <laughs> uh, moving on to the topics, we have a ton. That's why we're trying to fly right through these. Um, is uh, we got to talk about Patrice Bergeron passing uh, 800 points. Last night, I believe he ended the the night with eight oh one. Is that correct?
2: Uh, yeah, he had the assist on Martians goal as well. Then
1: yeah, yes. So uh he continues to just be a a workhorse of this team and and just an unbelievable person on and off the ice. But uh, this accomplishment just goes along with so many others that that you could just tag him in, in Hall of Fame ballots with pretty much any accomplishment that he's done thus far. So uh, just continued thoughts on what he's done to, for this team on and off the ice.
2: Well, the thing is, like especially this year, it's been really good because not only is he having a career year, but he's passed 1,000 games, played past 800 points, and he could still go on to have a few more points by the end of the season. It, it's just crazy what he's been doing this, this year. Uh, it came back from injury and was just as unreal as he started the season. Uh, there's just no... He, he's just Mr. consistency. Like, every time you put him on the ice, you know what you're getting. And it's 100%. So, one of the best players in the league by far. So, he's the sixth Bruin to do it,
0: to reach 800 points. He also became the third Bruin player in franchise to record a point in 15 plus games on three different occasions at home. So the only other two Bruins that have done it are Bobby Orr and Phil Esposito. So to be in that company, I think it says it all. Yeah. Um he's just Jesus, he's just Patrice Bergeron. Um he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's definitely going to have his number hanging from the rafters and the day he retires is going to be a sad day and not just for Bruins fans.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and looking at the capfriendly.com right now, he's got three full seasons left under contract at 6.8 million. And so, how old will he be when that ends? Oh, I'm not sure. It says he's 33 right now. So he'll be 36. Yeah. Oh, he'll so.
2: be playing after that.
1: So here's my question to you guys, real quickly. We'll see. He's a quiet guy and he's a family guy. Yeah. We'll see. But his point production is never quiet, especially coming later on in the in his career as it is today. But with three more seasons, does he have the potential to crack 1,000 points in his career? Oh, yeah. I don't think Absol- so. In
0: three I- more seasons, you're going to get 200 more. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. My math is terrible. Yeah, Agree with Rob. Me
1: too. I'm raising my hand. My math about, is awful. He's,
2: he's on pace for about 80 points a season. So he'll definitely crack I mean, that. Yeah. As 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 or if not, page come page. close
1: to it. Yeah,
2: as long yeah. as he's injured. Yeah. Well, he's on pace for 220 over the next three seasons. Plus, you've got the rest of this season and the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs the other three years, and what has been like 15 points per playoffs if they've gone past the second round. So. Well, yeah. He's really, I, I, he's I think really... he'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the hope... good thing is, he's he's the most he's the calmest person when it comes to playoffs as well. Like you've seen it, he shows no emotion whatsoever. He played with, uh, didn't he play with a punctured lung while he had a tap? Actually, threw his ribs into his lung to make him breathe. He did, and he played. Th- yeah, he played through that, and you could see no pain on his face, no nothing. The guy is unreal.
0: Well, you can also see, okay, like. Conor McGregor came into the dressing room whether we feel, how we feel about that guy is, uh, personally, but everybody else was all goo-goo all over it, and he was just like, yep, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> After the game, if you saw the video, he's giving hugs to everybody, and Bergeron just gives him a handshake. He's like, cool, alright, you know, we won the hockey game, that's all that matters. Bergeron's business, business, business. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just, I don't know, something about this team this year. Got me. It's-, uh, it's got me a little... Uh, Reminiscent of a former Bruins team.
2: Yes. Yeah. And for some reason, a lot of the like streaks that they're breaking and the records that they're breaking go back to that team that you're remembering. Yeah. So it's, I also yeah. think
0: Halak comes in slow. Bruce will have no problem putting in Halak, and the team has no problem playing in front of either goalie.
2: Yeah. Definitely. I think that they're only about winning now. Whoever yeah, plays, whether it's a rookie comes up from Providence or whatever, they play the same way, they do exactly the same. It's all about winning.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to our next topic uh, and, and and winning and production. How about Charlie Coyle playing with Krejci? Is that a good thing or a bad thing on that second line? And what do you do? Well, we'll save the the whole pass the neck thing for another topic later on. But your thoughts on the, uh, Charlie Coyle playing with David Krejci?
2: Right now, it's a good thing going down the stretch. It's not a good thing. I think, to me, Charlie was a center. Like, look at last night. He got put in on two drills where Krejci was thrown out and won both of them. Uh, the guy was, like, 90% during his first three games as a Bruin on the face-off dot. He had ridiculous face-off win percentage. I would have the guy play the third-line center. But re- like I said, right now, with all the injuries that have happened, you want a guy like that. Because you're not going to put Backus on that second line. And I don't think anyone else fits there.
0: Um, I think he's a third-line center as well. I-, I really do think as soon as he is ready, Johansson will be that second line right winger I know we're gonna talk about it but I think Johansson will be the winger and uh coyle will be that third line center with uh Heinen. and and I think coyle like I'm uh, I'm getting to the point where cool yeah you know Donato got another two goals that's cool they are two different players people stop comparing the two it's just hilarious like I understand they got trans. they got traded for. But they are different guys. They have nothing to do with each other at all. Like they literally are different guys. Donato's a defensive. Uh, I mean, Donato's an offensive guy, and Coyle. The thing I like about him is Rob pointed out. He wins his draws. He's strong on the puck. He's always got his feet moving. He, you know, he he missed the net last night, and I felt bad for him. He missed it, but he had some good opportunities last night in the game, but. He seems to be very strong on the puck and strong on the corners. He's going to be able to create offense. He's not going to be the guy that gets the offense. He's a lot like Krejci where he he's good with the puck and he, he does a lot of great things in the corners and makes other people around him better. I think he will be an asset in the playoffs as the third line center. He'll be able to – he'll be matching up against probably Kadri if you do the math. So another strong person – uh, at the face-off, it, it's nothing but an asset. He can't be on the wing. I don't think he's. I think the only reason he's on the wing right now is because they had no other choice, and it provides him some confidence. Yeah. He got 17 minutes last night, you know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. Cassie's definitely believing in him, and and that's that's good. And and, and like you mentioned, Court, he does have a, a a strong defensive game, which is which is basically keeping him in the lineup. Uh, is he's that, the
0: opposite of Donato?
1: Right. Um so my my concern with Coyle is uh, his his point production. I would really like to see more of him um and and possibly be put in situations where he can score. Um that, that just those bottom lines and scoring goals and, and it's just my opinion. I just like seeing it because I think Bruce really wants to roll with four lines of offensive depth and that means depth as in getting points and I mean go- goals win games and you know, I understand roles do, but there's a certain percentage of that that you have to say, "Hey, we need to score goals to win these games, so that's just that's just my crazy thinking. I just want to see yeah. him do better I understand his I understand where why he was here and why he was traded, and so on, but I still want to see uh, some point production
0: but, but like, you... uh, sorry I just sorry I, the one thing that's driving me nuts about it is and it's not your opinion it's just the whole. If Donato wouldn't still would not be on this lineup and he's a guy that can score goals, but Coyle being that third line center, I don't think his job is here, and I don't think Bruce expects him to score goals. I don't think that's why he was brought here. I think he was brought here to win face offs. If he gets if he gets some goals, you know, that's a plus. But he's there to give the puck to his line mates. Yeah. I really don't I really don't think his if we can have him as our third-line center, that actually does give you, because he's going to be going up and get lesser matchups, it does give you that offense. He might get offense. Right now, he's on the second line. He's going against some great matchups. But well, I think, once they get some lines, right now the biggest problem, I think, with this hockey club is, is the injuries. Yeah, and
1: it's mounting no up.
0: Yeah, no one's getting no one's getting any any
2: uh, chemistry or any confidence together.
0: It doesn't exist.
2: But also, if you look at the playing time of the third line when Charlie Coyle is on there the time goes up huge when they've already scored a goal like when they're defending a lead that third line is out there the majority of the time right? and they're they're shutting down first lines all across the NHL and if you look at it you bring Donato in I mean, yeah he might pot a couple of goals but he's probably going to make some mistakes on the back end Charlie Coyle doesn't he creates that offense. He doesn't get the points, but he keeps them pinned in their own zone. The amount of times you see him holding the puck and skating around the back of the net and holding the guy off, like that's killing time off the clock. And if they're up by a goal, that does win games. And yeah, if we could get the offense from the first two lines, it'll be amazing. Yeah, and that's that's what I think they'll do in the playoffs. I think. You'll see the first two lines roll out more often when they're down, but when they're up, you'll see that third and fourth line out there a hell of a lot because they'll just try and shut down the opponents as much as possible.
0: Right. Bruce rewarded Coil last night by putting him out at the beginning of the overtime.
2: Yeah. yeah, so definitely that chance.
1: yeah, definitely positive signs that that he's getting increased rolls with but, increased but, confidence.
0: But I get I get your whole they they need to score and and I think. I think, and this is just correct me if I'm wrong, I think that some of that comes from the fact that he was traded for a guy that's going out there and generating offense for another hockey club.
1: Yeah. Because it, it,
0: I don't, his role wasn't brought here to generate, to score goals like Donato did. His role was to solidify that third line center, someone that can actually generate offense in that third line center. Yes, they
1: traded a lesser player. Right. But a you know, um, lesser potential. In my in my defense, honestly, and I think you guys still know this, that it doesn't matter who they were trading for. I think Donato was going to be involved in the trade no matter what. So
0: yeah, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not I'm
1: I'm not mad about losing the kid like that because he was going to be in, involved in any trade no matter what. So I, his point of production is, is nothing to me.
2: It could have been Bjork on the way out, but because of the injury, injury, yeah. I really think it would have been Bjork. Yeah, because if you they're the two guys that have managed to crack the roster but then disappoint the coach because both of them was were mainstays on the roster at some point and then just didn't produce caused bad turnovers and then they, they found their way back down to Providence and I think it could have been Bjork on the way out I'm kind of glad it wasn't because Bjork has a bit more of a defensive game but I mean the thing is, Bjork and Donato are kind of similar prospects, and you still got Bjork, so I'm not too pissed off about it.
0: And as we always say on here, not all these kids can play,
1: right?
2: Yeah.
0: And we're going to talk about a guy that's probably going to be taking any of these guys' spots next year, anyway. So, yeah, let's. Uh, it, it, when they brought when they won the cup in 2011, they traded Blake Wheeler. They had to trade Ryan Donato to fill a role this year. It's frustrating when they probably had a guy like Riley Nash that they probably could have just had there the whole time if they would have kept him. But Sweeney thought some of these kids could fill in. But you can't win a hockey, you can't win a Stanley Cup, and you can't win hockey games with a bunch of young kids. Just ask the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. It doesn't work. You need a mix. As much as we all been saying it, oh, we want this, we want that. These Donato to me with his comments, showed me he was immature and wasn't ready to play. And people got to realize, we all love Boston Bruins hockey. Well, the whole thing about Boston Bruins hockey is playing a two-way game. And if you don't play it, you don't play. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. The the new new hotness is everybody loving Peter Carrick. You know what? The kid played good, but he didn't play great. They keep saying, well, why is he out there instead of – why is Bacchus out there? Well, Bacchus plays the game that he's supposed to. It doesn't cost the team goals. Yes, Clahera can generate offense every now and then. But he also but he gives costs, it up. <laughs> exactly. He costs more than he does. Yeah, The good doesn't out. And with Boston Bruins, the good never outweighs the bad. Right. They're never going to change. That's just the way it is. And if you don't like it, cheer for another team.
1: And when you talk about... We're just going to move on to the next subject right there because I like the segue. When you talk about good to bad, it was was that uh, I believe it was a Columbus Blue Jacket stick that was immediately running out of the, the arena with um, the help of Zidane O'Chara. Yeah, uh, did you guys oh, see did you guys see that, that was, stick flip? I was it
2: was the Winnipeg Jets and it was yeah. Mark Shifley's okay. stick.
1: Alright. Yeah. That M- was That thing took a ride. I yeah. could not he, believe how high that
2: went. I don't get how he complained about it because I'm sorry, but you're not holding your stick right if someone stick this year and it goes that far. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not gripping your stick at all.
1: So what was he looking for? A slash on that play?
2: No, it was uh it's a penalty if you take the stick out of someone's hand, isn't it? Yeah, I think they call it interference if the if you're not playing the puck.
0: Wow. I don't even know what a penalty is nowadays. I <laughs> <have to call laughs> those shits. I'm pretty sure
2: yeah, I'm pretty Cole's sure the
0: penalty last night was a joke. Yeah. yeah.
1: The officiating has been terrible. I'm pretty sure
2: terrible. they call it they call it slashing if you snap the stick in half. But if you take the stick out of the player's hand forcefully, I'm pretty sure they use it as a interference call.
1: Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but before I do that, I just want to give a couple shout-outs. Um, happy birthday shout-out to Richie, who turned nine years old today. I'm a good friend and co-worker of his mother, Kathleen. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, on the birth of their son, Charlie, last night, both uh, Bruins fans and uh, loyal listeners, so congrats to them. And uh, to my wife, Courtney, for uh, her tests yesterday. Uh, in medical, medical coding. So hopefully we, we're going to find out the results in about a week, but hopefully she passed and, and went and upward for, for her and her career. So love you, babe, and keep up the great work. And uh, we'll be right back.
0: Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand
1: scores!
0: Wow, what a goal. David Backus scores! Scores! and Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow
1: at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world. Alright guys, we're back and got then this next topic is uh, one of my favorites coming out because it's it basically Charlie McAvoy is coming out and, and he's back into the season. He seems like he's he's completely healthy and engaged. Um uh, not saying that he wasn't he wasn't engaged earlier, but it just seems like everything is starting to come together at the right time for him and a defensive core that seemed to be taking their beatings throughout the season. So McAvoy is uh, playing well lately, really elevating his play and, and, and looks like a leader out there as a young man. So thoughts on his uh, recent play?
2: Uh, I think he's just getting attuned to the game a bit more and you're starting to see what he did in college where he's finding ways to jump up into the play but also cover himself. Uh, he's he's not jumping down too low like he was doing before where he'd go behind the net. Um, It's just the little things that he's doing, he's a bit more engaged physically than he was. Um, That pass, that first pass, seems a hell of a lot better than it was at the beginning of the season. Uh, I think it's just he's rounded out a bit more. He's found that little edge to get him Somewhere quicker, he's found that little edge on his passing plays, and I think he's starting to realize where players go while they're playing as well.
0: Yeah, so like in his last twenty games, he's got five goals, seven assists, and twelve points. In the last two games, he's out. He's he's had his highest ice time. So last game he had twenty six minutes. The game before that he was twenty seven minutes. But this year he's only got twenty four points. So in his last twenty games. He's got 50% of his points, but five out of his six goals that he scored this year in his last 20 games. His offense has actually gotten a lot more, but he's a lot more confident out there. He's not making those um, passes that he was making at the beginning of the year. They were just, for some reason, some of the fan base were glossing over, and they would attack Krug as soon as he makes it. But McAvoy was giving up the puck a lot at the beginning of the year. He seemed to be hesitant on his first pass. Now he's making those crisp breakout passes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more power play time, especially with Krug possibly uh, being injured for a little bit here, Um, to see what he can do. They got Krejci back there right now, um, who who does a fantastic job on the point to control the power play. But maybe for the playoffs, you're going to have to eventually let McAvoy give it a try. But it just seems maybe the concussion is finally gone. Because he has been injury-plagued, and as someone who's had a concussion, it takes forever to come back. You're you're never 100% even when you do come back. So maybe he got a, the kick in the butt he needed
1: yeah. because he's a totally different player. Yeah, my thought on, on McAvoy and and his game recently is he's, he's I'm going to use the word engage more. Um, he's really meeting the opposition at the blue line instead of having them create space I don't know if that makes any sense to before, you. Before, not long ago, he was, it just seemed like when they, when they were crossing the blue line, he was too close to the net. You know what I'm saying? He just wasn't fully involved in the play. But now it just seems like when they cross the line, he's almost like right there to to engage. So I, I see a lot more confidence in his game in his defensive abilities especially. His his offensive abilities have been getting getting better, as you said, in, in in stats that you read off court. But I mean, just I love seeing his all round game. There's uh, there's no two ways about you know picking apart what he's doing. It's everything put together. is starting to be really good, and you can see the confidence, and definitely in the minutes that he's getting with 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 Coach Cassidy. So it, it, there's it's a like lot of positives. What's that? He's making smarter choices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, his confidence is so much better defensively, and that's when you really need him. Um, and and going into the playoffs with 10 games left in the regular season, you really want to have, uh, you know, those mainstays like himself and Carlo and Chara be physically ready and, 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 and have confidence because – you never know what's going to happen if somebody. Carlo. Yeah, Carlo some, yeah is, exactly. I don't
0: even want to get it. So, Carlo. I know. I'm knocking on wood. I'm
1: knocking on anything wood in my stat, office.
0: Crazy stat on Carlo. Carlo, right now, at uh, goals against per 60, he's at one, 1.42. Lowest in the NHL with defensemen who have played 1,000 plus minutes five on five. He is the best defensive defenseman in the NHL right now.
1: Oh, my God. That's, I love the numbers.
0: Like, he's just, he's disgusting. He, like, last night, uh, he looked like Bambi again, but the I, I don't care. The ice was terrible last night. Both sides said it. The ice looked garbage. People were falling down everywhere. And I honestly think Marchand didn't get the penalty call because the ref was just like, people are falling everywhere. <laughs> Even though Savard's stick was in his when was his feet. But when the ref wasn't looking, when Kali wasn't looking, and then he turns around and sees him on the ice, he's probably like, you know what? They're just falling everywhere. Yeah. But Carlo... Yes, he was on the ice for the goal last night, for Duchesne's goal. But that was so not on him. That was so on John Moore deciding, and you know I hate this, to not use the body. He used his stick. I can't stand it. This is not lacrosse. This is hockey. Use your body. Do not use your stick to check people. It does nothing. All he did was push off um, Duchesne and give him more momentum to go by him. But Carlo was playing the pass because he was like, all right, he's already beat him. I if. If Carlo goes and engages with Duchesne, then he's giving that pass. And then there you, no matter what. So he had to play the the options there. The smart plays that Carlo does. He's no longer, if you remember last year, he was always getting penalties for chipping the puck over the glass. Yep. And he was always giving the puck away. He looks first. He does a lot like what Heinen does. because I love Heinen's game. He looks first before he makes that first pass. He's also breaking out with the puck a lot more, and he's got a lot more confidence. He's trying to get more shots. If he works on his accuracy of his shot over the summer, I guarantee he's gonna have some offensive upside from his game.
1: He should work with good-
0: uh work with Adam Oates. Yeah, he's getting the chances. He is by far the most improved player on this Bruins roster. By far. Absolutely. Just you brought him up, but I was just like, I found this stat before the game, like, wow, he has <laughs> just been
1: unreal this year. Oh, that's a that's a good one. That's good stat because I'm a huge Kylo fan, and coming down to his uh, his contract here, it should be interesting. It should be I interesting what Sweeney does over the offseason with all these RFA guys. Anyway,
0: his offensive numbers, Carlos, will hurt him on his renegotiation, and unfortunately, that plays in the Boston Bruins' favor.
1: Right, and and if I'm not mistaken, he does not have arbitration rights. So because uh because of the burnt year i want to i'll have to
2: because it's his first contract okay level yeah uh, yeah. ECLs,
1: yeah uh moving on to you know ecls and other fill-ins that the boston bruins have used so many times this season due to injuries and just speaking of injuries before i get into this topic i just want to pull up the window. Uh, TSN, uh, uh, really, really strong on them, but they're kind of slacking on the on the information thing. And I can't believe I'm saying that because we do have a, a bunch of Canadians that do listen. And I'm sorry about that, but they still have Yaro and We Aine, all watch and...
0: Sportsnet. We all watch Sportsnet
1: now. Oh, okay. Uh, they, yeah, they, TSN's.
0: They... they have Bob McKenzie and that's it. The rest of them are just – and Dreger.
1: They still, okay. have, they still have as is, is on IR for concussion, even though he's down in Providence playing. But the rest of them are pretty accurate with David Pasternak still out with a thumb. Kevin Miller, upper body injury. Uh, Johansson, lung contusion. Uh, Grizzlik with an arm injury. And Tory Krug, upper body. Well, so Concussion, we've learned. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously going through the protocol. But um, the call-ups... Recently, I'm not going to go through them all, but Paul Carey, I thought played okay. Um, solaric has been up and down. 95. I'm, I'm sure that that guy needs a gas card by now. Uh, Connor Clifton, I thought he's been playing very well in his in his time with the with the NHL Bruins. Uh, positive future for him. Trent Frederick, another one that I'm high on. I love his face off numbers. Um, really good asset right there, and okay. possibly, ooh. Do we have a little controversy here? Sir? No,
0: I just don't think
1: he's as good as everybody's making out to be. I, I haven't
0: seen anything that makes me go, yep. Right now, if I'm Jack's Technica, I'm looking at all these guys that are playing center. I'm like, yeah, I'm better than them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I do like Trent Frederick's uh, face-off numbers. I'm not saying he's blowing anything away with points. but
0: I just don't think he's strong enough on the puck. It, it, he drives me absolutely batshit crazy out there.
1: Um, and the moving on to the Lee Stepniak, um, project. Don't let that ever happen again, please. Uh, learned your lesson the first time, didn't you? And, uh, rounding off Carson Coleman, which I thought he's been playing well in his time. So, uh, just the thoughts on these, some of the future and some of the veterans that have come through here to, um, you know, the next man up mentality. What do you guys think?
2: Uh, out of all of them, uh, I think the one probably taking an NHL job next season is Coleman. Because if you look, um, Achari is a UFA this season. Yeah, get rid of him. Um, If you look at Coleman's game to Achari's game, it's pretty similar. Uh, Probably the only difference is the hits. But um, I think they've all played good. I mean,. Clifton played amazing once he was sent down to the AHL. Uh, his offensive game just came from nowhere. Oh yeah. Uh, if no one's seen it, go on YouTube and look up Connor Clifton between the legs Deke.
1: Yeah, Bruins Network has it on Twitter, and he does great work with the video. So go definitely go check it out.
2: That was just. Absolute filthy, silky um,
1: smooth mitts from a defenseman. It just it brought me yeah. back to watching Bobby Orr videos, and I'm not comparing them. Oh, i we all not... wish
0: Connor Clifton was taller. Yep. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, So does oh, <laughs> he? Poor guy, such a good kid. He he would be their seventh defenseman next year. Uh He still might be. He's he's yeah. he's the only one out of the call up so far this year that has really impressed me. I know you guys mentioned Cool. I don't see it. I know we're going to talk about Achari, and you're going to hate my take on it, because I really think if he takes a year, if he comes back and only takes a year deal, the team will have no problem bringing him back.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. This no is problem. what I mean, though. Like, Achari won't get a long-term contract. No. I guarantee they give him at least a one- or two-year deal.
0: Achari because Achari can do, do what they need him to do,
2: and they're like, all right, fine. Plus, everyone loves Achari in the room. Yeah. Everyone. Like, you look at that video where he got his teeth knocked out and his oh, lip yeah. bust. <laughs> and everyone runs up to him and says, like, are you okay? No, they're like, sick. sticking their
1: phones it? in his face. Like, they yeah, want the video.
2: Like they like McQuaid, too.
0: It, it's not <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Any... But I, don't just,
0: think... I just don't think any of the guys for that role yeah. had played good enough.
2: Yeah. If <sighs> Atari they has been it. good this season. Secretly, like, a, a really good player. Um, but that's that's the iffy UFA out of everyone. I would say that's probably their last guy to talk to out of expiring contracts. But, I mean, the call-ups have been all right. I, I was saying the other day I'd rather guys stay in Providence and help help them push to the playoffs because you got to think about it as well. If they go on a Colder Cup run, that's only experience for the youngsters. Yeah. And they need it. Yeah. Um, Paul Carey, he's done all right in his call-up. He's been here before. I don't get the massive hype around him because he had an okay game.
1: Well, he was with uh, the Providence Bruins before.
2: He was never with the NHL Bruins. No, no, that's what I mean. Okay. He's been in the organization before. Okay. I mean, he's he's skated at preseason for the Bruins, everything. So... I, I just think he's very good for the Providence Bruins. He's meh okay for the Bruins. I, yeah, I just special. don't get yeah, yeah bit... I don't get the absolute craziness that as soon as someone is called up Oh my god, why is this guy not playing here? Why is he not doing this? He's, why, he's why? another
1: one that's from Weymouth, Massachusetts.
2: I don't think it's even <laughs> the Boston connection. I think it's just BC? every time there's a call up it's, that person is now my favorite
1: player. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Seriously. Like it, the Kulharic stuff, I'm just like, yeah.
2: seriously, people? It get over bores it. the hell out of me. There's one guy
1: I'm... on Twitter that really loves Kulharic. Solaric, yeah. whatever his name is.
2: There's a but, bunch of them. I, I don't get it. Yeah.
1: I like him too, but he's just, ugh.
2: Did you not hear all the people fighting over the fact that um, Johansson's name is Johansson, not Johansson? Yeah, (laughs) and there was about three hundred people on Twitter going, "No, it's Johansson because he's from Sweden." No, it's Johansson. I've heard it, (laughs) shut up, Jesus Christ! It's Johansson. He said it was Johansson, so it's fine. Exactly. Yeah, Um, but I mean, the thing with these call-ups are they're emergency basis. Usually, they go down within the next couple of days. That just shows that guys aren't ready. Um. And I think, to be honest, the, there's been so many of them because they don't want to lose anyone to waivers. And they don't want to keep anyone up too long or use too many call-ups on certain players. They just want short bursts out of them, see where they're at, and send them back down.
0: And I, just, and I honestly think scouting. Cassidy does like Leherick, but he doesn't do their system. Like, how... I, I bet you he, Cassie's just frustrated. He's like, how 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 are you not doing what you're supposed to be doing out there? We all have a role. Just do your darn role.
1: Yeah, as neutral volunteer was a tough man. You that's, know that's tough to see.
0: Is... Like they're trying to win games to get home ice advantage. I'm sorry, people. You keep saying you want goals, but you've got to also prevent goals. Yeah. We have Brad Marchand. We have all the. Like it, it's just frustrating.
2: But the the Providence Bruins and okay. the Bruins play exactly the same system, exactly the same way.
0: Against like, lesser, against lesser time. Yeah, but I if you look how if you NHL look how the there.
2: lines are set up, it's set up kind of mirroring the NHL. Yeah. So guys are quite similar to what are, what they are on the lines in the NHL, um, and it must be frustrating for Cassidy to see guys that he's coached. Come up and not be able to do what they can do in Providence. So, whose fault is that? Is that who's the assistant, assistant coaches
0: in Providence? Who's the coach in Providence? Sorry,
1: Jay Leach. Yeah.
0: Okay, so is it former defenseman.
1: Is it, is it his fault? I don't believe so. I just I, I think I, I believe I, I, I believe it's. People,
0: the... I've seen people blame Cassidy, which makes me just die laughing because that's just every fan base has has the people that are nuts. and I think they're nuts.
2: Do you know um, whose fault it really is? It's the organization's fault because we've gone a, a direction where there is a hell of a lot of youth, and I mean by youth I mean 22 or under in Providence. Uh, and then if you look at the guys that they've traded for and signed in the off-season this season, have all been guys 26 or north. I I just don't think they had enough veteran depth down there. I think that is the problem that has happened, we haven't had those guys you can call up, like a Bobby Robbins, like anything like that, where the guy is he's played in the AHL for ten plus years, knows that knows that he's only going up for a week or so. Right. Like, but those that's what they've needed. Yeah,
1: but those types of people those types of players are only on AHL deals. So you'd literally have to sign them and and add a contract onto onto your fifty man roster. Yeah, you're not going to do that. Yeah, you but can't... the
2: Bruins are aren't the Bruins at forty eight right now. Um...
1: Yeah,
0: but you're not going to do it. That that your your solution can't be done now. No, they just signed yeah Oh, they got forty six or fifty. You. Maybe they maybe they don't have leadership, but the problem is they've just been injured so much. So there's no consistency. Yeah. There's nobody developing chemistry. Because they're coming up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. But the thing is,
2: as well, they've had so many injuries down there. Like, at the moment, they've got, what, four defensemen out with injuries. Yeah. A couple of forwards out with injuries. Yep. There's guys playing on the roster like uh, Tanner Pond. Yep. Am I getting that right? I mean, Tanner Pond is an ECHL guy who has had few little stints with Providence. Yeah, because of the injuries. Yeah, and I'm not dogging on the guy, but Tanner Pond is... Like, bottom of the barrel when it comes to your AHL organization.
1: Um, moving on to a better organization and a better player. David Pasternak. When do you guys see him returning? I mean, he's finally holding a stick. He's skating. He's practicing. When do you guys see him coming back? Do you see it on the on the road trip, or is it a better idea to rest him for the playoffs?
2: Well... Fluto Shinzawa, I don't know if I'm saying that right. You did, sir. Uh, the athletic writer put on Twitter, I think it was this morning or maybe late last night, that David Pasternak will travel with the team on the road trip. So that shows some good signs. Whether that's having a happy, bubbly guy with your players the whole time or whether that's a fact that he'll play, I don't know. But um, that would suggest that he's close to coming back. Like very close, so I think he plays on this yeah. trip.
0: I one hundred percent think he plays. They, they, I, I can't see a guy like that not wanting to get back in the lineup. And I can't see Cassidy saying, "If you want to come back in, sure, as long as the the trainers say he's good and the docs say he's good, he's coming back in this lineup." And I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. The way Cassidy is yeah. talking makes me think he's possibly playing next game. I think Grizz is going to be back. And I think Johansson's going to be back very soon. Good.
1: No, that's because awesome.
0: They're all practicing next week, according to according to Cassidy. And the way he made the talk about pasta makes me
1: think pasta's going to be any day now. Um, thoughts on which line he returns to? Uh, is it obvious, the first line?
2: I don't think it's obvious. Uh, maybe... If if he's back before Johansson, maybe they put him with Krejci and put uh, Coil down on the third line. Because Heinen's not going to centre the third line. No. So whether you move Heinen down with Krejci, which hasn't been great when he has played with him, um, I'm not 100% sure. I think maybe Pasternak plays with Krejci.
0: I think Rob is right. I think Pasta would go down to Krejci's line just until Johansson gets back. Um, I think Heinen, if he did go down there, probably maybe Butch even tries it. But I do think that the playoff lineup will be Marshy, Bergy Pasta, Russ, Krejci, Johansson, Heinen, Coyle, Bacchus, Chari, Wagner, and then we'll have. Don't hate it. No. And then we're gonna have a guy that possibly um, just so he he will go down to Providence first when he's done with his his job. Um, in his league that he's playing in now, and if they can bring him up for the playoffs, just so he can get some experience when the Providence Bruins are no longer in the playoffs, they might do it, just so he can be on the road with the boys and get to know them better. But is I don't think he's a, gonna, I don't think he'll play a game. I really is don't that think he'll play a, a,
2: game. a Sagan-esque
0: player by any chance. <laughs> well, his name is Jack Technica and I don't think yeah. he'll actually play a NHL game with the Bruins.
2: But just get Um, the experience. But yeah, just to be there. Yeah, Um, just to see what it's like. like I definitely think he'll
0: play a game, play play for the Providence Bruins as soon as his his season's done. He will be on that Providence Bruins hockey club. Uh, That's that's a one hundred percent guarantee. And I could see the team having him around for the playoffs just
1: to be there. Yeah, as a black ace, and I I completely agree with that. And we might as well just we might as well just jump right into that because that was on the topic of agenda, but. Um, I yeah. had to
0: because I had my list of my team, and then I had Sidnika as my fourth, my fourth, um, my fifth center. Yeah,
2: and I'm like he's he's my spare. Yeah, and you're, you're
0: gonna have Klaharik as a spare because you're gonna have as many guys as you want as a
1: spare.
2: There's also another guy you could have as a spare. I think Mark knows where I'm going.
1: Um, I'm taking you a short fly, fly like, You're not you're not bringing you're it back Coco Gate, fly. are you? Oh, the mother
2: Russia! on, oh, no, Jesus, that, he's not coming back this season. No, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hashtag Kogelgate. Ah, uh, no,
2: guys, a piece of crap.
1: Just going back, <laughs> going back on the whole Sadnika thing. He's he's playing on a very very potent Niagara Ice Dogs uh, team in the uh, Ontario Hockey League. So uh, I'm expecting those that team to go far. Um, so. If he does join anything i think what he should do is do it appropriately and go right to providence and and then if providence is done you be the black ace and get the experience on maybe seeing a cup run um but i do not see him playing a game uh, from what i've heard and the people that i've talked to around this topic they said that if he does play he will burn a year of eligibility uh, i'm sorry of his elc so now yeah, rfa I, I rfa ELL. numbers are coming faster in a team that shouldn't get bottlenecked with RFA's that like we already are, particularly this coming summer. So no
0: doubt in my mind, he doesn't play because the college kids that didn't make a difference as soon as he signed. So that's why JFK played when he played against Washington that one time. Yep. No doubt in my mind that he does not play a game. But he let, does play for the Providence Bruins. That's one hundred percent.
1: But let me add that I'm. This is not a knock on his talent at all. I'm not saying that he's not going to be an NHLer in the future, but what I'm trying to say is he should be heavily involved in a role the beginning of next season, depending on where the Bruins want to go with his development. I I am a strong believer, as you guys know, at least one year in the AHL is beneficial to get the system down pat and you know what's going on before you get called up, i.e. Jake DeBrusque perfect example of how to learn the system first and then come in and have it just Brad an absolute Marchand. rookie season. Brad, I mean, it goes down the list. I mean, you could go right Everything down. Drum. Yeah. It's just crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. All so, did it.
0: But yeah. It, it could be a short stint um, from not that I have an inside track or I know all these people. I do know the organization, um, the coaching staff, everybody, they think very highly of this kid. Yep. Highly enough what? that they brought him to China knowing he wasn't going to make this roster just so he could be with the guys on the trip
2: but the, thing the only is, reason he went every like scout insider type person is saying that he is one of the best draft steals like prospect wise that isn't playing in the NHL or the AHL so i i just think if he comes into providence they put him with um Oh, what's his name? They, uh, they put him with Schwartz.
1: Yeah, Jordan Schwartz.
2: Yeah, they put him on a line with him.
1: Move Schwarz to him, the right side, though.
2: They get him ready. They they show him what it's like to play a rough game. Because any time Schwarz is out there, they're playing against the bigger guys on the other team. Yeah, I reckon they show him what it is to play in the NHL or the AHL and they get him ready. And then like you said, if he has to be that black ace during the playoffs, even if he has to play a game.
0: No, I don't like, think he'll play a game. I, I, I I'm one hundred percent positive he will not play a game. The they thing adjust, is
2: just to be there. From from the Bruins trade in Donato, does that not say to you that if one of the prospects aren't ready and I mean there's a bunch of them down there at the moment, defensive and forward, like, if a prospect isn't ready and isn't showing signs of improvement, the Bruins aren't going to hesitate on moving that guy out.
1: Yeah. And, and, I still
2: think Donato got traded over his, um, the team having
0: all these kids, but at the same time, his maturity level. And they yeah. were like, we just can't wait for him.
2: Yeah. And he, uh, if you show fr- signs of frustration at yourself for being sent down, and you're not doing it the way they want you to. Where if you go down, that's to learn. You're there to learn. You're there to put in the effort. Yeah, not and to get pout. back ready. Yeah, but if you go down there and complain and why am I not up in the on the Bruins squad? Why is this guy going up before I go up? They're gonna move you out. Oh, yeah. I still
0: I still hold on. They made the 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 100% right right decision when the this the. I call him what it is. He's a little punk for two two games in a row, taking out his uh, trash and uh, butch, two yeah. games in a row. Yeah, shut up. You're just a punk kid. You haven't earned anything to say that just because who your daddy is? I'm sorry. That's just embarrassing. That's embarrassing. His dad probably was
2: embarrassed. You know the best said thing since The best thing is and Bergeron quite a few guys have said they don't want passengers on the team. So the last five years, we don't want any passengers. Now you've got a guy like Cassidy there. Cassidy is exactly the same thing. He won't want a passenger on this team that isn't pulling the weight and doing what they're asked. And if he tells you to do something, you do it. If you don't, you're going back down to learn a lesson. And if you don't learn your lesson, you're gone. That's how – the thing is – a lot of people watch this as a sport and think, right? This is this is my hobby. Like I like watching this sport, but they're professionals. This is their job. Like if you're told to do something at your job, you do it. If you have a problem with it, you go to the person in charge and you have it out with them. You and don't.
1: Then, and then they turn around and find up. somebody else to do your job at a cheaper rate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So this is a hockey club
0: that has Bergeron, Marchand, and Pasta. Sorry, Donato. They don't care. Right. They don't need you, man.
1: And for those out there that were that somehow were drunk enough to believe that Donato, you build your franchise around a player like Donato. Sorry.
0: Yeah, like you can't sign sure all. Sure, you're not kids, saying that now. Do people ever look at like cap friendly before they have these conversations? No, and look, nobody, nobody researches
1: before they spew their shit. You know that. I want to see. Can. I want to
2: <laughs> see what he gets paid by Minnesota next season. Yeah, watch because... him. Watch him get a bridge deal. <laughs> but the thing is, if he gets like two point five, then... probably get more. But that's the thing. Like, if he's getting Charlie Coyle money, you would much rather have Charlie Coyle than him. I'm sorry. At least I would definitely.
0: Well, we don't. So here's the way I look at it. We didn't need him. Where was he going to fit? Where was he going to play?
2: Nowhere. Good point. Providence.
0: Um,
2: you should have sent him down to the trail and then made him bitch even more. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: just to think about the crying he'd do down there when the league oh, that pretty God. much predominantly fights all the time.
2: Yeah, I think he'd get destroyed.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, real quick, let's punch through these uh, last couple. Uh, Krug, out long-term? Or just the percussion protocol?
2: Uh, well, he's not traveling with the team, when they go, so they'll be back in know. seven days. That's why, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's out a week. He looked but fine maybe. in the box, yeah. So, uh, he's probably back for the next home
1: game, yeah. yeah. I'm just protocol, yeah. Uh, Marshan playing really well, stepping up, um, a lot of good things to see from him. And and continued leadership on that top line with uh with Bergeron. Pretty much making everybody better that plays with him. Uh just thoughts on him this season, um refraining from the old uh you know, Bergeron. I mean Marshan type, but really, really Yeah, really really getting it done.
2: Uh he's just he's got his confidence back. Uh I think that's the main thing. Uh I- When Pasternak went down and Heinen came up, at first it looked like he was trying to babysit a bit. I think now he has more confidence in Heinen to do his job. Like, he doesn't have to cover anyone. So, the confidence is back and he's just, he's plain unreal. Well, right now, he's at his highest point total ever in the history of his
0: NHL career. Um, He is, uh, so he's got 87 points in 71 games. In his last 20 games... He's got 12 goals, 19 assists, and 31 points. That's crazy. Ten penalty minutes, seven power play goals, two shorthand goals, three game-winning goals, and two overtime-winning goals. (laughs) Clutch. He's got 30 power play points this year, highest in his career. He's um, the ninth player in NHL history with 15 career OT winners. He is unreal this year. He is not playing the way that frustrates the crap out of me and makes me think that he, he shouldn't be on his team he's playing like a leader he's playing with respect He is not going out there and doing all those things and a lot of people are like well he needs to do those things to play better well that just goes to show you it's wrong he's having his best year in
1: his career this year let me let me ask you both right now heartworthy nominee? nominee uh,
2: this year I don't think so but maybe it'll, if it was a different kind of year yeah
0: I don't think they could ever he could ever be in the conversation.
1: Okay,
2: just Uh, solely uh, based on what he's
0: done in his career. Right. And and it's it's and if Bergeron never gets hurt, if Bergeron never gets hurt, no, it's Kucherov. Um, but if Bergeron never gets hurt, then he is the. uh, I think he wins the Hart Trophy, but I think Kucherov wins the Hart Trophy like without even a hesitation
1: in my voice. So so even he's just
0: stupid. (laughs) Like that guy's just I don't know, man.
1: So even even yeah. putting aside Marshan's past, but but focusing just on this on this season, still no. no.
2: I, I know Kucherov no. is
1: gonna is gonna be just wrapping everything up, but still.
2: I just have a feeling if no one has an amazingly outstanding year and the Oilers haven't managed to put a playoff team together, Connor McDavid will win it.
0: Unless they make the playoffs, he doesn't make the playoffs. He doesn't get yeah, the yeah. Hard trophy.
2: That's what I mean, because the guy the guy plays Unreal uh, for the fact that he has that the, most the most poo-poo team ever. <laughs> um, poo-poo. It, it, I'm trying not to swear, Court, I know you've dropped one this year. No,
1: Chicago, no I know. I, I, I did. I yeah, did.
2: Uh, uh, really? Yeah, I dropped the, the, I had, the S word. I heard this certain S word before.
1: Yeah, that was me. Oh,
2: okay. How could you confuse uh, our,
1: our accents, my friend?
2: Well, you all sound the same. Oh, the no, I'm joking, I'm joking.
1: Uh, uh, you guys were fired up even in the pre-show. I was, I was like, that, this is great. My, this has been uh, two weeks of building up.
2: That was my Donald Trump impression right oh, It
1: was terrible.
2: You, you
1: guys over there all sound the same, don't worry. All right, and... Uh, uh, Good
0: on both sides. Good on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: uh, since we haven't had a show in two weeks, uh, seventh player award predictions, are we still... I- I'm still on Wagner. Uh, has anything changed for you guys?
2: Uh, uh, still Brandon Carlo. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I've jumped ship. All right, so we <laughs> do jump, have a change. He's, he's, he, Carlo's just... Nothing changes. Like It's like he's playing the same game every every night and it's on easy mode for him. But I expected him to do unreal. it.
0: But I think the problem is the, the voters don't... The fact that Charlie McAvoy won last year just tells me that Carlo wins this year. Yeah. Because if we're going mm-hmm. by expectations, then it should be Halak. No one expected yeah. to do this. Yeah, but a fan then, vote then is Wagner, so different. Ben Wagner, and then maybe even Corrali, because it shouldn't go to guys that you expect to play to what they're supposed to do. You know, Carlo's done... Some unbelievable things this year, but it's a fan vote, right? Yep. When McAvoy won last year, I was like, "What the?" Like, I literally was like, "What?" I don't understand. Like, how did you not expect him to play well?
2: People like got the Sagan t-shirts out and wrote McAvoy across it, (laughs) 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 extra,
1: it up with electrical tape, and yeah,
2: it's almost embarrassing this seventh player award. And I, you know, there's thousands of fans out there that like when the game comes on, they shut all the blinds, close them, <laughs> all the curtains, and they're right, right, it's safe. Get the Sagan jersey out. Come on, let's watch the game. Oh, Jesus, like, You know this happens. Oh, yeah. like, hey. I've still Talk got my versus. Blake Wheeler jersey. Don't you worry.
1: And uh, the the, the, <laughs> la- the last one for me and to end the show, I, I just got to bring it up, is um, the playoff structure. Is it time for a change, or do you guys really enjoy this and because for me, personally, I, I'd like to see a change for the fact that it's, you know, let's see something different. I mean, we've seen the Torontos, and I love the matchups. I really do. But it's just, come on. I I, I, I want to go back to one verse eight, and that should be discussed in this new CBA.
2: I want something different to all of you guys. Obviously. Yeah, <laughs> what's um, that? Here in in football, like what is actually football, played with the feet, Um we have a thing where in a cup like in a cup format it's a random draw. So in your conference you get randomly drawn against someone else. And I Ooh. think that'd be good. Wow that's because yeah. you could see an Jesus. You could see an absolutely insane matchup in round one, someone easy get through, and it makes it completely up in the air. And it makes if betting really is coming to NHL where it's getting serious, it makes it a hell of a lot better for them as well.
0: Wow. So, See, we can bet here in Canada. So I don't even understand this whole, like, if
2: betting's coming here. You can bet well, on hockey yeah. in Canada. Well, we can bet on it here, but America seems to have a different opinion. No, you,
1: U.S. is legalizing <laughs> betting too. Well, yeah. or at least I, I, at least Massachusetts is. We're gonna yeah. We're going to be able to do like what Canada does. You can go to a convenience store. And pick up like a lotto ticket and a, a sports bet ticket. Yeah, we call it pro line. There you go.
2: Oh, I have like it. Where I live is like a very small town, and we have six betting shops where it's just for betting, and all you do is go in and put a bet on, and then come out, and they're the most pointless shops ever. <laughs> Don't understand
1: it. See, we have those shops, and they're called weed shops. Well, well where, yeah. where you going? Walk around <laughs> and you know and the grocery store. Exactly. <laughs> we we
2: don't have them.
1: Yeah, I, I just wanna see something different. I just I love seeing Toronto and everything, but it just seems like it's lining up to be Toronto and Tampa Bay and then, you know, it's like what happened to, you know, whole division play and blah blah blah. I think yeah. It's... So you
2: want you want one versus eight. I wanna go back to seven. the old
1: style. I'm an old style kind yeah. of person. Yeah. I want to see one verse eight. I want to get rid of the wild card thing because this was this whole wild card thing was brought on by how successful it was in another sport. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: which is a sport that's boring out there. Yeah, it's so Band-based, stupid. You can, just you because it's successful, baseball, yeah, uh,
1: baseball's
2: boring. I don't get the the rule thing because regulation overtime win. Yeah, yeah, but I don't get how that affects it because you've won either way. Like, I get that the three on three in the shootout is a well, they're
0: just They're rewarding the team the majority of their points,
2: not yeah. in the time that they want them in regulation. They should just do it by goal difference.
0: Uh, you can't, because then they're trying to make beliefs. Look at them. Then again, they're, they're biting the big one, but they're.
2: So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's only if there's teams. a draw on. That's only if they're, like, in the same place, on the same points as someone else.
0: Yeah, but the fact that the Leafs and the Bruins are playing in the first round and they're both in the top five in the league is an embarrassment. Yep, agreed. It sucks, man. It really sucks. And but, you know, I'm, at, not, at I'm not a Leaf fan, and I think it sucks for Leaf fans. If they play, like I can't wait to watch die. Dangles Dangles video today. Oh, I know. It's, no, <laughs> it's gonna be hilarious. That's hilarious. He was like the tweets. He was saying he he thanked the Boston Bruins for their yeah. uh, their first round playoff win over the Leafs. Yeah. Are,
2: He said last night, "It was awesome." It was congratulations on your first round win, Boston. Uh, I saw it and I was like, "Hang on, we're not in the playoffs yet." And then I was like, "Oh, I get it. Yeah, (laughs) your your team's poo poo."
1: (laughs) But uh, speaking of that, we'll end the the show on a positive note with the teams pooping. So I mean, Toronto pooping. (laughs) Jesus. Um, So anyway, thank you very much for listening. We apologize for my internet interruptions last week we couldn't do a show Sorry for the inconvenience um but please give us a follow from the porn mark i know stop the porn is killing your computer i know it's all these freaking eight screens with porn everywhere it's it's, it's just a mess but anyway um thank you for listening (laughs) (laughs) thank you all for listening uh we're going to be doing these weekly through the playoffs so uh jump on board suggest to a friend uh, share our program um, also want to let everybody know that if, if you'd like to write and uh, would like to join our team we are growing so send me an email black and gold blog at gmail.com you're welcome to uh, send me an email with some some uh, previous writing examples and and a little bit about yourself and and we'll get you on board as soon as possible because where we are growing and we want to get more people involved uh, before we start next season which will probably be a very big year for us here at the black and gold production so um court thank you rob thank you again we both are uh, class acts and and just unbelievable co-hosts so um we will let you go now and talk to you and more bruins next week so hopefully it's a good week hopefully we can uh, you know get these three games uh next week against the islanders the devils and the panthers out of the way earn those points stay in front of toronto and uh try to get that home ice advantage so until then, we will talk and uh, be safe. Take care and happy St. Paddy's Day. If you're doing it, doing it safely. I know you're probably listening to this way past the time of St. Paddy's Day. But regardless, get a taxi. Yes, get a taxi. No drinking and driving. Have fun. Peace out, everybody. Go Bees.
0: Green Bees. Curse.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. You can follow the guys on Twitter at blackandgold277 at courtlalonde and at rob40bruins. You can also send us an email to the show's account at blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com.